0: So hey everyone, this is Nicole, welcome to Live, Love, Lux, live. Oh, so it's actually 11 or two, and I wanted to start at 11 on the dot, and I prepared to do so, but I um, I did not know that I could only put 512 characters in the description, and I had quite a few, so I had to delete words in order for the description to work, and I'm like, okay, come on, I'm ready to start. I'm deleting more words in my description. And um then my fans started acting kinda wonky, so I had to turn that off. Um, but I've got the live bug now. After Monday night's live, I was like, I like it. I had an adrenaline rush afterwards. I was like, I gotta do this again, but I don't want to be too eager, and I didn't want to do it like Tuesday and be too eager (laughs) and be like, (laughs) okay, um, yeah. So I was like, I'll do it Wednesday. So welcome, my name is Nicole, and um, this is my live, Live, Love, looks live, that is my show on Podbean. It's a show about manifestation and the law of attraction, and how to implement it into your life. I talk about my life, I talk about my, uh, the people that I work with, um, because I coach, not so much coaching anymore, um, but I coach and I talk to people about their lives, and I'm sorry if my throat is a bit scratchy, but when the seasons start changing like this, I always go through like a kind of adjustment period. And that's what this would be called, is an adjustment period. So please bear with me. Um, so let's let's talk. Um, we're going to talk about love tonight. Yes, tonight we're going to talk about the very elusive, intrusive, <laughs> uh, topic of love it is uh, there's two topics that always people want to solve in their lives one is money the other is love one is love the other is money if it's not money it's love if it's not love it's money and people um they don't have enough of either not enough love not enough money and so people uh struggle to figure out how to bring it into their lives and I think, um, unfortunately, the law of attraction and manifestation get a bad rap because it's usually when people are desperate that they try to, they try to uh, manifest their loves or, you know, and I think it's not a desperate type of thing. So I have, um, and I can't take full ownership of this, but I have two um, two ways that I view love through the lens of the law of attraction, two ways that I view how to manifest love or how it works. And I think it's two ways that are kind of different than your, the things that you traditionally hear when it comes to love. But before I talk about the two ways, it's story time. So I have some stories to tell about love and my life, right? So the first story is that when I was a young girl, <laughs> a very long time ago, uh, I used to um, crush. I'm not, I mean, I was a typical young girl. I used to crush on boys a lot. And it was so funny because I noticed that if I liked somebody, I really, really would like someone. I noticed that I would, I would visualize, like I was, I I was doing a lot of manifesting techniques from childhood and on, and I didn't even know that that's what they were until I started researching it recently. But I used to do a lot of this and I'd visualize us going, you know, sitting together at the lunch table and laughing you know dancing at the high school dance or whatever you know it's so silly wacky stuff and um i'd be like so i would have this date in mind or like i'd be like okay today's the day today's the day you know such and such is going to ask me to be their girlfriend and I would get all ramped up. I'm like, it's going to be Friday. It's going to be Friday. He's going he's gonna to ask me to be his date, what have you. And, um, Friday would come and I'd, I'd walk to school, I'd wear my best outfit and the person wouldn't be there. They'd be out sick. You no, know, and this happened too many times. And I'm like, what is it? You know, I started to get, develop kind of like a complex about it because I'm like, how is it that this was the day? This was gonna be it. I was—he was gonna be my boyfriend, and this dude shows up or doesn't show up. He's sick, and, and then sometimes I'm like, okay, well, it's gonna be Monday. They'd be out Monday too. I'm telling you, this happened like ten times. I mean, it and it was to the point where I was like, okay, what am I doing? <laughs> what exactly am I doing? And I actually my first. My first uh way to think about love and manifesting, it has to do with my story, obviously. I wouldn't have told it <laughs> in my embarrassing crushes, right? But you can build up such an energetic vibration for someone that it actually repels them. And I did not realize this. As a teenage girl, that I had built up so much expectation and energy towards this subject, towards these individuals, that I had in effect repelled them, and it was a, it was one of those things, and I didn't actually re- realize this until recently. So. I learned this from a book called Reality Transurfing uh, by Vlad Zeeland. and um, it is quite the book. I've talked about it in my previous episodes, previous podcast episodes. It is quite the book. It's, it's lengthy and it is based off of, I would say, the law of attraction, but he veers off into other areas um, and into other meanings for things. So it's not, it's not classic Law of attraction thought process. So in this book, Vlad talks about the concept of pendulums. And this is how I learned I was able to solve the mystery of my childhood of why all the boys I liked when it was, when it was our special day and they were going to ask me out or I was going to, you know, it was going to be the day we get together. They didn't show up for school that day. Um, it's because I had created a pendulum about this subject. So let me just give you briefly um, what a pendulum is and what it means to your manifestation. Um, so I let's see, because I pulled it up because I, I, I'll explain it from my perspective. And if I'm wrong, you know, see me. OK, but <laughs> here's my perspective. Um, pendulums are kind of like these things of power so you your mind your thoughts create i mean at some point if you're any any way listening to me um because you're interested in manifestation and the law of attraction then on some level you know you believe you feel that your thoughts create and that you. What you're thinking about, what you're focusing on, what you're visualizing is in your reality because you focused and visualized on it. And we we can get to the concept of like action, inspired action or action, because I think a lot of times people don't understand that the real creative environment is your imagination. And when it shows up in the 3D reality, that isn't, that's the creative, that's the the manifestation of it that's that you don't change it from the 3d perspective so when things in your reality so to speak so let's say I, I was talking on monday where i had a bad day and you know by the time we get to monday and my bad day that was built up over the previous days or even the previous me waking up with a bad attitude so to speak that was created previously to it manifesting in my reality. So when you're talking about a subject that you have a lot, remember, I, I don't, well, if you listened at all to any of my past shows, I talked about that there's a lot of power here, you know, that you're using to, to build up your reality. So if you are really focusing, you have to walk a fine line a fine line from being able to visualize something and have a desire for it and then letting it go. But see, the problem was, as a child, I was visualizing and visualizing and visualizing. I never gave it the opportunity. I never let it go. And as a result, uh, I ended up repelling my manifestation. Now, here's the funny part, because and this inevitably, this did not happen in all cases, but in a lot of cases, I ended up finding out later that the person liked me back on some level for whatever reason. It didn't work out, but it was nice to know years later after I guess I finally let it go <laughs> that the the person that I was focusing all my intentions on, you know, actually did have some feelings for me, actually did like me back, you know, would have welcomed the opportunity to hang out with me or what have you. But I didn't know that as it was happening. And, you know, it really caused me some distress as a teenage girl. But I'm over it now. People, I'm over it. So don't worry about me. I'm good. <laughs> so continuing on with reality, transurfing and pendulums. So when you focus on something very strongly and continuously, you are building up energy into that thing. But it the concept of a pendulum is not a positive concept; it has so much power that it almost becomes an entity of itself. so when you want this thing to manifest so badly and you're thinking about it so strongly and you know you can't let it go, it actually kind of forms its own um. I would almost say it's like an entity of itself. It forms its own power and it repels from you. So you'll find that when you have people that you want to manifest into your life, people that you want to love you back and you are so bent on getting them into your life and you know, you would do anything for them. You would give them the world and they don't want you back. And you're trying to figure out why. It's because you've created this almost like reverb and they don't, they're just not attracted to you. Then they are in fact repelled by you. So you can't do that, especially if you want to manifest someone, you can't do that. You cannot, you have to figure out a way to let that desire go. And, you know, in my past shows, and I'll even go over it tonight, I talk about some of the techniques you can do to let it go. So. That's one aspect of manifesting love is you cannot you have to be able to separate the focus so that, yes, I desire this person. I want to be with this person. I like this person. Separate that and then be able to let it go and actually almost come to the point where you're saying, you know what, I'm good either way. I'm good if I get this person. I'm good if I don't get this person. Because we'll come to the second part of my manifestation, you know, my viewpoints on love, which is, um, it uh, has another story. So let's go into this story for the second way to think about love, especially if you want to manifest someone. The second way has to do with the movie Adapt- adaptation. This movie came out uh, years ago, it stars Nicolas Cage, and he actually plays a twin in it. I don't know if any of you've seen it. It's like one of those kind of indie films. It didn't, you know, it's not like Batman or anything. It's like it's a it's a long uh, you know, heavy story. You say, "Oh, hello. I'm sorry. I didn't even recognize the people that joined the chat room. Taz, hi. How are you doing? And Abdurrahman, and you have written me a comment. I believe meeting other people will help with the process." I think so too. I think I think having it spread spread out, like, you know, you're not so just bent on one person, I think that that helps. Yeah, because, you know, you're kind of filtering that focus so that it's not on one person. But I really think it also has to do with what, like, love means to you. And that kind of brings me to this movie. So in the movie, it's about twins. and. One twin, there's a plot to it. I'm not going to go into it because the plot is kind of, boring. I found it a little bit boring. But um, one twin is like the exciting twin, the the one that, you know, has a life. And the other twin is like the loser twin. And, you know, it's funny, you see how their their life plays and it's, you know, you're like, oh, wow, how could they even be related? But they are. So there's a scene, and I'm going to read you this scene from adaptation, and they're talking about high school, and they're talking about how uh, the one twin was in love with this girl, and he was flirting with her, and when he left, the girl started making fun of him, this is the loser twin, started making fun of him behind his back, and his brother had seen it and was angry, and because I actually happen to have a set of twins, my children, I have two daughters that are twins. So I know how this kind of works. He got upset because he thought, he felt like they were making fun of him as well. Um, Because, you know, good twin relationships do that. So he's like, I, he's like, um the, the loser twin was like, I know, I heard them. And so, and this is the quote, and this is the beautiful part. And he says, well, how come you look so happy? And he says, I love Sarah. You know, it was more, it was mine, that love. I owned it. And even Sarah didn't have the right to take it away. I can love whoever I want. And he says, but she thought you were pathetic. And he was like, that was her business, not mine. You are what you love, not what loves you. That's what I decided a long time ago. And so this is my second aspect of manifestation. You, your love for someone else, your desire for someone else is not about them. And we make it about them. We make it about the other person. We make it about whether or not the other person accepts us, understands us, is interested in us, but it's really not about them. It's about you. So the second part of manifesting someone for love or manifesting love into your life is having a firm understanding of who you are and having that self-love, that self-mastery, that self-worth. And you know this understanding of what love means to you. When I when I finally understood this scene and understood this quote, you know, it really opened my eyes that a lot of times, I mean, think about the people that you fall in love with or the people that you like. Usually, it's something, it's some aspect you like about them that is very similar to yourself. You know, you have you guys have a sense of humor. You have you can talk about things um, you like similar things you like similar movies you like similar similar activities most of us are kind of looking for depending on your sexual orientation a version of ourselves either you know either if it's the opposite version or a same version we're kind of looking for ourselves to love and if you develop that kind of you know inner knowledge about who you are and you have a good relationship with yourself it really doesn't matter who shows up to reflect that love you know I, I many times i don't know if any of you have had this experience but i've i've dated people that weren't conventionally attractive you know and, and i have a person my personal belief about everybody is that that everyone has beauty you can see beauty in anyone so, you know, it's more about their personality and and there were these people that I've dated in my past that were not good-looking by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but they were good-looking to me because they had something special in their personality, or they were reflecting back something about myself. You know, it sounds kind of narcissistic, does it <laughs> But they were reflecting something back about myself that I loved about. Them you know and that's what i loved in them that's what i saw in them and if you can if you can harness that about yourself harness that feeling that knowledge about loving yourself and having self worth it really i mean i hate to say this but it really doesn't matter about the person who's reflecting that back in fact i think you're going to find that you attract a lot more people because now you are widening the gap, so to speak, to allow for all types of individuals that can teach you all kinds of things about yourself. So, you know, your love is about you. It really is. It's about how much you love yourself and then how you show it to other people is is also a reflection of yourself. I mean, how many times have you seen people in relationships where, you know, a person seems like they are bending over backwards to honor and... and and love this person and the other person. It's like, it seems like a lopsided relationship, but maybe they've got the secret because they are really doing it for their own gratification because they want to, because they love themselves and they have so much that they want to give, that they want to share, you know? And I, I feel like that's kind of a heightened and enlightened way to look at things because so much, so many times we get caught up in the person. We get caught up in... This person doesn't want me. This person doesn't love me, especially if you're trying to attract an ex back or you're trying to attract someone you feel is out of your league. Well, if you automatically already feel that way, then that person will continue to be out of your league because you don't even have the self-worth in yourself to look at that person as your equal. You can't put people on pedestals, putting people on pedestals, no matter how much you admire them, how much you think the world of them how much you just love their look, you love the way they talk, all that stuff. If you put them on a pedest- pedestal, they, you, you, you're saying that you don't deserve them or that they're above you in some way. And that's going to hurt your manifestation. So I always believe and I tell people that I work with, too, that when you're trying to manifest love, or you're trying to manifest a specific person, the first thing you have to start with is yourself. I know a lot of other people don't say those things and don't believe those things, but you have to start with yourself because my number one principle of manifestation is that you can never manifest from lack. If you think that you're lacking in some way, you think that you're, even when it comes to money, this is especially evident when you're trying to manifest abundance or money, If you think that you're poor, if you think that you, um, you know, you don't have any skills, you don't have anything to offer. Well, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's how the law of attraction works. You're going to attract more of that. You're going to attract more opportunities in your reality and more situations that reflect that thought process. And the same thing is with people, you know, I mean, and it's hard because I I went through this process of trying to manifest someone and. You know, it was, it's like each week was a lesson about myself, a lesson about how to love myself, a lesson about how to, um, you know, raise my vibration to the point where it was, it no longer became about the person that I was trying to attract, but it became about me and whether or not I was happy, whether or not I was comfortable, whether or not I was satisfied with myself. And the funny thing is in trying to manifest, a specific person manifests love into my life, I ended up raising my my value, so to speak. You know, I ended up manifesting other things because love is the highest vibration there is. And when you start loving yourself, even if like, you gotta look at it as a blessing in a way, because if you had this desire to manifest this person, which is ultimately your wish is that they're going to give you a love back, right? then you're going to raise your love vibration. And that's going to reflect on everything in your life. It's going to reflect on your job, your career, your money, your family relationships, um, you know, your community, everything. You're going to see an improvement across the board, Most in most cases, in everything. Because now you're more loving because you're trying to attract love into your life. So you know, manifesting love, it, it it's very difficult. But I think going through the process helps a lot of people, you know, realize who they are. So here's some techniques, because I said I would give some tips on how the first thing of how to bridge that gap, and how to uh, walk that fine line where you have your desire, and then you have the process of letting go because that's the other thing you have to be able to walk away and you have to be able to walk away confidently with the idea that okay by dropping this desire not meaning that i don't want it anymore but by dropping the attention and this focus on it this is going to attract exactly what i want but being able to walk away if necessary and have something else replace that desire that's kind of where you have to walk and you have to be okay with it not regret not like oh my gosh what am i doing am i making a mistake but being able to walk away and be like it's good because my life is good i'm happy i love myself and i know that if i can love this person I can love someone else and I can love someone else because there's always more than enough love. And that's, I mean, that's my other thing. More than enough of everything in this world. There's no shortage of love. You can always generate more love. You can have love for more than one person. You don't have to. I think there's this myth that you have to just be with one person. And I I don't mean it like at the same time, but I mean like. You know, you can fall in love with more than one person. I've I've fallen in love with more than one person, you know, over my lifetime. And then things change. My vibrations change. My goals change. My interests change. My life change. And the, per- the people that I've fallen in love with, you know, at, growing up in my 20s and 30s are not the same people that I would be interested in now, you know? So that happens. We change. We're supposed to change. We're supposed to grow. Now, I mean, there's a idea, you know, if you get married to somebody, if you found your soulmate, because I do believe in soulmates too. I believe in soulmates and twin flames, and that's a topic for another show because that's a (laughs) that's if we start talking about that, we might be talking about that all night. But I do believe that you can have more than one of those. I do believe there are people that when you meet them, you know right off the bat that you and this person have a extraordinary otherworldly connection. There's just people like that. And that they don't always have to be lovers. They can be friends too. I've met people, you know, that were my friends that I'm like, I know, I know we 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 meet on another dimension sometimes, you know? So I mean, you know that's kind of esoteric. And you know, not everybody's ready for that level of understanding, but it's there. I think we all feel that in our in our spirit sometimes that there's more than meets the eye. There's more than what shows up in our 3D reality. You know, there's more behind the scenes. I think a lot of times we're afraid to give voice to it. But let's get let's get to the techniques. Right. So the biggest um, technique is when you're visualizing, when you're visualizing the type of relationship that you want. Let's say you don't have a specific person. Let's say you just have a desire. Maybe you broke up with somebody um, and maybe you just want a, a relationship or maybe you've just, you know, you never had never felt like you've been in love, but this is something this is a goal of yours. This is something that you want to accomplish. So you should start off with an idea of the type of person that you want to be with and I believe your thoughts create. I believe you can make a mental picture of the type of person that you want to be with. Now you don't want to just leave it to physical stuff. You also want to talk about things or write things down or visualize things that have to do with their personality because physical stuff only goes but so far. You know, I mean, people people age, they get old and you know what was hot 10 years ago is not hot anymore. So there has to be a greater connection than a person's physical appearance, but definitely focus on that too. I mean, you, again, you want to be with somebody that you're attracted to. So, um, but uh, aside from the physical aspects, you know, their hair color, their body type, their eye color, that kind of thing, you want to be like, I want to be with someone who is generous. Because there's nothing worse than being in a relationship with someone who's stingy and doesn't want to spend any money money on you, doesn't wanna spend any money period, doesn't wanna take you out. There's nothing worse than that. Because then you're like, Well darn, what do I mean to you? So So yes, I you know, that's top on my list. I want someone who's generous, who I want someone who has a good uh handle on their money, who knows how to make money, who know you know, who's who is a good steward of their money. Um I want someone who is, uh, kind, you know, who has kind relationships with other people. You know, it's not someone who's mean, not someone who has road rage or someone who can't handle their anger, who can't handle their, um, uh, their emotions. Someone who's balanced, you know, um, that would go on my list. Those are some of the things that I put on my list. Um, you know, even you can even go be as specific as things like, you know, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan or something, I want somebody who's someone else who's a vegan. I mean, because what a mismatch if they eat meat and you don't or vice versa. <laughs> you know, that could be the cause of a lot of arguments. So you want to be that specific. And I actually had this work for me. So I would say this was probably about seven or eight years ago, I had made a list of somebody that I would I would be interested in so I wrote this list their hair their skin um you know what kind of job they had uh what kind of mindset they had like I wanted somebody who was academic intellectual somebody that I could hold a conversation with you know someone who had a, a lot of um to talk about a lot of things because I like to talk. I don't know if you notice, but I like to talk. So, you know, I want to be with somebody who likes to talk, too, because, again, there's nothing worse than being with someone where you've got tons to say and they have a one word answer for you. So so put that on my list um, and I put the list, I have notebooks because I'm also a writer. So I have notebooks. I put this in a notebook, you know, forgot all about it. Until that person walked into my life, <laughs> and the person i let's say I had about twenty things on this list. the person um fit a pretty good seventeen things on the list and I was like I, like even when it, it was it was such a disconnect from when I wrote the list to when this person walked into my life that I didn't even realize it until maybe after I'd known this person a good two or three weeks that I recognized this person from my list. So what? why did the list work, right? The list worked because I took the time to visualize what I wanted. I took the time to visualize what my desire was. Like I wanted to meet somebody. Um, now, the thing I could have been more specific was what type of relationship we would have because that did not manifest the way I wanted it to. Again, another story for another day. But they did fit all the attributes on my list, so I took the time to visualize that. I went into my mind's eye, and you know I closed my eyes and I thought about what's this person gonna look like what you know um and they they pretty much physically fit everything on the list, and then their personality, their job, um their sense of humor all fit my list so Uh, that was that was like probably one of the biggest things I manifested I would say is this specific person that I had pretty much made up out of thin air you know just based on my own interests and desires so that's one way to kind of get clear about what you want that's if you don't have somebody already like you're not trying to manifest an ex because when you're trying to manifest somebody from the past you already know who they are the problem usually is in manifesting them is that you have a preconceived notion based on your relationship with this person in the past that messes up your manifestation. Particularly, let's say the breakup was difficult. Um, then there might be hard feelings, you might need to forgive that person, they might need to forgive you. So those are all things that play into the manifestation. And you really have to do some work to get rid of those negative emotions surrounding that relationship. Because if then there's, if there's something that you miss about the relationship that you want to attract back into your life, but you have those negative emotions surrounding it, it's going to be very hard to bring that person back. Sometimes it's almost easier to start fresh than it is trying to bring in an old relationship. But it is possible because I believe you can be, do, or have whatever you want. And if you want to attract back somebody into your life that is not in your life currently, then you can do that. So. The list is for strangers, for people that you already know, you have to do this work. And I. this is where I use the concept of revision. So when you're doing the concept of revision, you are going to go back and revise whatever happened in the past that you still have negative emotions. And you really have to do this work of like trying to to receive the person in a new light. And I think that's what makes it hard. That's what I find is makes it difficult where you're trying to like, okay, okay, so this person hurt my feelings, you know, they broke up with me, um, they cheated on me or whatever, but whatever, you still love them. No judgment here, no judgment. So if you're trying to bring a person like that, and you have to clear up those negative feelings, you would go back to the event that happened. uh, And you would revise it so that it went the way that you wanted to go and I don't know if you heard my show on Monday where I was talking about memory and like our memories really aren't reliable anyway most times we remember things incorrectly and not the way they really happened. like I had an incident where I was talking to somebody like a cousin or something we were talking about something that we did when we were kids their idea of what we did and my idea of what we did was totally different. And I'm like, what are you talking about, you know? Even like, that's not the way it happened, but they swore up and down it was the way it happened. Now, who's right? Am I right or are they right? Well, we're both right because this is how we remember it, right? So if you use that, the fact that we don't remember stuff correctly anyway, and you use that to your advantage, which is to go back and you can revise anything To be the way you want it to do, the one the way you want it to be, and you can cement that as the truth. Okay, so if you're going to deal with somebody that you've had a negative, you know, event with, go back and revise it. Have it go the way you wanted it to go, and then you move forward. That's how it happened. You move forward from there, and then you're going to start the things of dealing with the issues that maybe you didn't deal with in the relationship that caused it to end in the first place. So whatever the issues are, like, let's see, I was like, do I want to bring up something from my past, let's say. <laughs> um, so maybe you have a relationship in your past where you argued a lot, right? Now, why, what was the problem? And let's say it's before you were into the law of attraction and manifesting. So you might have changed since then, and whatever you were arguing about in your past situation, you probably wouldn't argue about now, because you're a different person, you're on a different level, but you still miss this person from the past. So you're going to have to, in some way, deal with whatever it is, whatever the issue was, in order to attract them back into your life. You're going to have to deal with your issues of worth, your issues of um, deserving. Do I deserve to have this relationship? See, I believe you deserve whatever you want to deserve. Whatever you want to have in your life, you're, you're open to that. That's, that's a possibility because I really think that what we desire desires us to some degree. So if you're going to attract back an, a person that you ended negatively with, you have to deal with some of those issues that broke you up in the first place. Once you feel like you've dealt with that comfortably, then you start visualizing it. You start visuali- visualizing you guys are dating again. You know, you start visualizing you are. Um, you know, you're telling your family about this person. You're telling your family, um, your friends that you know, you guys went on vacation together. You want to do something that already assumes. That you are, you you've been successful. That you have this person back in your life. You're visualizing that because now you, you're now you revise the past and now you're going to basically create what your future is going to be like. Now you have to do this until you believe it because the belief factor of it is what makes it real. Any, I mean, you, just in general, anything that you don't believe in doesn't exist for you. Um, that, that just goes without saying, you know, you have to believe your beliefs actually shape your whole world. You know, if you believe, for example, um, well, let's, let's just go with the relationship. If you believe this person hates you, then they're going to hate you. Right. Um, you could be very wrong about that and you are wrong if you believe that. So you should believe that this person loves you and they always loved you and they never stopped loving you. And that they're going to forgive you and they want to forgive you and they want to spend time with you and they want to see you again. And they want you to contact them. And they, you know, th- this is how you start shaping your beliefs and visualizing helps cement, cement it, But believing that you can have this, that's what's going to make it real for you. So once you do that, then here comes and I shouldn't set it up like the hard part, but this is what I find most people have difficulty with. Dropping it, moving on to another subject, moving on to another topic, not focusing on it, not thinking about it, not not over analyzing whether it's working or not, but really, truly dropping it from your mind, dropping it from your thought process. Um, I mean, have you ever had this experience where, you know, it's just, it's just like my list. I dropped it and I totally forgot that I wrote this list and stuck it in a book somewhere. I totally forgot about it. Totally did not remember, um, totally did not remember even writing it and it manifested. That's, that's how clearly and lovely you have to drop the desire for this. And it didn't matter because I had other things to do. I had other things I was focusing focusing on and I had other things in my life going on that I didn't have to worry. You know, it wasn't like, this is my end all be all. And see, that's the thing of having like a roundabout life is that this person that you're in love with, this person that you want to attract, you know, they can't be the only thing going in your life. You know, I mean, it can't be the end of the world if you don't have them in your life, because that's not that's not full. That's not realistic. If that's what you want, that's what you want. But. Having that singular focus on that one thing coming into your life, there's another problem there. There's another problem where you're not realizing who you are as a creator. And I always tell people to work on this because, you know, it's uh, let's say you're on the other end of a relationship. I'm sure all of us have been through this right where somebody wants to be with you and they call you 50 times a day, and they text you 50 times a day, and every time you turn the corner, they're there too. How do you feel when that's the case? Because energetically, when you're focusing on somebody like that, you're basically sending that same energy of stalker. (laughs) So, you know, so that's why you got to drop the desire, because you don't want to send them that energy. You want to send them the type of energy that you want it to be comfortable, natural, Not extraordinary, not weird, not creepy, but something that's lasting and it's born out of love. And that's why I said initially, work with yourself first. Get yourself to the point where you love yourself, where you understand yourself, where you understand where this fits in the grand scheme of things. I find the most successful people are people who are able to have a well-rounded life. It's not totally focused on their relationship. It's not totally focused on their job or their career or their business. It's not totally focused on social issues. It's well-rounded. It's, you know, they do, they exercise or they do some activity where they're able to get in touch with nature, regardless of whether they're spiritual or religious, but they, they have some sort of connection to the, to the 3D reality that's healthy. And then, and then, Right. They also have a a full relationship life. They have friends. They have people that they care about. They have their love relationships. And then they have something where they're contributing to the greater good somehow, even if it's a business or if it's in their job, they have something else that they're giving out. And I find those are the most successful people because they figured it out. They figured out how to find themselves and give out that love that they want to receive. And then they receive it naturally. It happens naturally. So that's kind of my uh, take on manifesting love. I think manifesting love starts with yourself. I really do believe that. Um there's all kinds of things that you can do from, like I said, scripting, that's the technical term for, uh, you know, writing your list down, um, you know, visualizing and then believing it and then dropping the desire. That's the basic formula for manifesting anything. Um, but when it comes to love, because love is one of those things, there's things that we hold in such high regard. You know, sometimes you have to trick yourself a little bit. <laughs> into, uh, out of the way you typically think about love and start to see it that if you love yourself, other people are going to love you. If you respect yourself, if you deserve yourself, if you honor yourself, people will follow through because that other concept that uh, I brought up in on Monday, everyone is yourself pushed out. I really believe that. I really believe that people's perceptions of you are based on how you believe how you feel about yourself and if you love yourself and you think that you've got it going on other people will think that as well so I didn't have any questions today I didn't have any you know, you know that's fine <laughs> so pretty much I told you before I talked to myself I have no problem talking to myself okay well, let's just say oh thanks thanks okay how can we love ourselves without being or sounding selfish that's a good question because, I mean, I, I really believe love is a high vibration. So I think that why would you short yourself from that vibration? You know, how I think you do have to have a certain level of selfishness, but not in the sense of where you don't, I mean, you're doing this to attract somebody. You want to share your love, right? So it's not selfish to want to share your love. I mean, think about what you would want to do for your partner. Right. If you if you found somebody that you became enamored with, you want to buy them things, you want to see them happy, you want to take them out, you you I mean, what's the what is the best part of being in a relationship? And this is just me personally. One of the best things that I see when I'm in a relationship is I love to see my partner smile because of something that I did, something that I remembered about them, something that I, you know, something that made their day is that selfish? I don't think so. I think that it's, it's, I think it's selfish in the sense that I get off on that too. Like, oh my gosh, I made him happy. You know, he smiled. He said, thank you. He Like he genuinely loved what I, what I did for him, you know? So in a way that is selfish, but he got pleasure out of it too. He, you know, and we had an exchange, right? So I I don't think, I don't think that's selfish. I think that's, I wouldn't call it selfless, but I think that's part of why we're here is to have those those connections with people where I'm giving you good stuff and you're giving it back to me. You know, and think of it from your own personal perspective. How do you feel when you have that special person and they do something special for you? That person is like gold, right? You want to keep that person and they want you to keep them. You know, that's that's how it works. I think in the in healthy Functional relationships, that's how it's supposed to be, a give, and, a take, an exchange. But when you're manifesting, a lot of times people are, ma- are manifesting from a unhealthy, dysfunctional pers- point of view. They're trying to fill some need from childhood. They didn't get enough love from their mother or their father. You know, it's, sometimes people are dealing with trauma and all kinds of things. And they're trying to manifest love with people and then they get these weird partial manifestations, these relationships that are like they're basically reflections of their inner state and it's they're unhealthy. And and it's like you don't you never I never want to tell anybody, well, you kind of manifested this yourself (laughs) because people sometimes you aren't ready to hear that. Sometimes people aren't ready to take responsibility. For their role in their own lives so you can't be too upfront with them but you know that's where you kind of see the selfishness and the dysfunction is when people haven't really dealt with their own issues their own traumas and hurts so but I think it's a wonderful thing you know I think loving yourself is the only way you can't give from an empty cup if you don't have any love for yourself how can you share it with someone else right I mean that's I think that's a common Uh, kind of cliche but i think it's really true that you know people you have to have something to draw from i mean think about people and i've had these relationships too where like i said you have that person who calls you 50 times a day and who um you know every time every time you turn around you're tripping over them because they just you can't get you don't have any space to breathe um in in a way, those people are kind of selfish to me because they don't care that they are, you know, they are smothering you and they think they're doing it for love, but they're really doing it out of fear of losing you. So, yeah, I see. Yeah. I mean, you've had those situations. Right. So those are the ones that I feel like, you know, those are the most un. they don't love themselves at all. They're like looking for you to give them their sustenance. And then if, in particular, I mean, you tend to see those types of linkages too, right? Somebody who's very loving with somebody who's not very loving, loving. That's kind of almost like a, a vampiric relationship where somebody is just taking the other person's good, good feelings, good emotions, taking their love and, you know, but those are the more complex issues. I mean, in general, you know, if you do it right, if you have a healthy idea of who you are and what you deserve, you're going to attract somebody else who's health you you're never going to attract anybody who is not at the same level as you to some degree and if you do then you got to look at yourself and say why did i why where did this person come from because i don't see myself but there's always something and i think that's the one thing i think why people don't like manifestation and the law of attraction i think they don't like the responsibility that you have to have for your own emotions and for your own vibrations like You know, we like to blame other people. Well, you know that person treated me badly, or that person, you know, no, it's quite possibly that there's something inside of you that they're just reflecting back to you. And that, I mean, that's that's one of the things I kind of dislike, and that's one of the things that I love about manifesting is that I'm growing in my understanding of myself. And you know, my whole goal in doing all this is to expand and be a better person, you know, to totally, fully realize myself as an individual. I don't, I I had so many years of being miserable, of like, just not liking my reflection in the mirror, not liking how my life was turning out. I had so many years of that, where I was just like, something's got to give. And just the other traditional answers for why life doesn't work, just didn't make sense to me and just didn't, didn't solve my problems manifesting the law of attraction invited me to look deep within myself and say okay how do how does how do I work and i think that's the like biggest question you can ask yourself so so, thank you all of you for joining me today. I I told you I got the live bug. I love it. I don't know what it is. It's something different than recording a regular podcast. So I'm definitely going to do this again. Um, but if you, I have old shows. Old. I don't want to call them old, <laughs> but I have past shows. Uh, live Love Lux. I have a website, LiveLoveLux.com. Um, so you can check me out there. I'm on social media you know i'm on instagram twitter facebook tumblr so please you can be my friend i'll be your friend i follow back so um that's pretty much it um if you like this give me some feedback i would like i love i would love to hear your feedback about manifestation law of attraction anything i talked about um tell me what you think you know was it interesting was it boring you know what would you like to know more I, i i'd love your feedback so I'm going to sign off and I um